This is Brian Dascom with the AWC City Voice podcast, where we explore the issues that impact Washington cities. The Association of Washington Cities is a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization that represents all 281 cities and towns before the state legislature, the state executive branch, and with regulatory agencies. Hi, this is Tanya Sugarman, AWC's Director of Member Services. February has been a strange month in Washington. The winter weather caused travel warnings across much of the state. As a result, AWC made the difficult decision to cancel our Popular City Action Days event. While canceling City Action Days was a tough call, we knew that the safety of our members was a higher priority. The good news is that you still have a chance to connect with your legislators. Registration is open for AWC's Lobby Day 2019. Lobby Day is a week before an important legislative cutoff deadline. We've reserved the Columbia Room on the Capitol campus so that you can prepare and meet with your legislators and let them know that strong cities are the key to a great state. You can find out more on our website, wacities.org. We hope to see you there. We're here today with Sharon Swanson, one of the government relations advocates for AWC, to talk about public safety and in particular to talk about how our public safety officers are trained. And Sharon, I understand that there's a criminal justice training center uh, here in Washington. Can you tell me what that is? Yes, I can, Brian. Thank you. Um, in the early 1970s, there was a uh, Numerous basic law enforcement trainings were held around the state without, um, without a standardized curriculum. So each department was basically doing their own thing. And in response to that, the legislature created the Criminal Justice Training Center to provide a standardized mandatory training for all law enforcement agencies in this state. And Washington, in fact, was the first state in the nation to implement a standardized training program. Okay, so we have a central uh, training center where all of um, all of Washington's law enforcement officers are trained. Uh, and and how, how is that funded? There's a criminal justice training center in Burien, and then there's another facility in Spokane, Washington. To pay for the mandated uh, training, state and local governments agreed that they would add a percentage to every traffic ticket written by local law enforcement, and that money would be turned over to the state. And in fact, in, I think it was 1984, the state created a special account called the Public Safety and Education Account. And that was a dedicated account, the money from which would go to pay for the Basic Law Enforcement Academy, which is held at the Criminal Justice Training Center, and other p public safety uses. Um, but in 2009, when we were suffering through the recession, the state eliminated the Public Safety and Education Account and began depositing the traffic ticket proceeds into the state general fund. So as a result, um, BLEA, as we call the Basic Law Enforcement Academy, lost its dedicated funding and um, all of the funds were then just deposited in the general fund. So Sharon, you talked about the public safety and education account. Um, what are local governments doing to contribute to that fund? Uh, well, we're still, it, and it's hard now that uh, the PSEA has been wrapped into the general fund. It's a little bit more difficult to tell you exactly how much we're contributing, but there is still a percentage of each traffic ticket that's written by a law enforcement officer. A certain percentage of that is still set aside. And the last year that we have data from is 2016, and we do know that we contributed $22 million in traffic ticket revenue. In addition to the traffic ticket revenue, each local government is required to pay 25% of the basic law enforcement academy costs for per cadet. 
And in addition, we pay for the cost of all the ammunition used by that particular cadet. So we have the traffic ticker revenue that we turn over, 25% of the cost of each cadet and the ammunition costs. So we um, estimate that's about $4,000 we contribute per student per class. And the classes are five months long. Okay, so with, with those uh, monies being diverted from uh, law enforcement training, gosh, it, it sounds like there wouldn't be money for law enforcement training. Did that, uh, did that create a situation where we didn't have adequate training opportunities for law enforcement? Yeah, a couple of things were going on uh, in the state at that time. Um, with everything going into the general fund and not having dedicated funds, basically we get in line with everyone else in the state who has a need, and we try and have that money set aside out of the general fund. In addition, during the recession, there wasn't as much demand for law enforcement training. Um, local governments were dealing with the same thing the states were. There were layoffs. There were budget cuts. Um, and so we didn't have as many folks coming into the force and we didn't need as much training classes from the Criminal Justice Training Center. As the economy has rebounded, um, we're starting to see uh, an uptick in the need for more training and more classes. Okay, that makes plenty of sense. As the economy has gotten stronger, we've had more officers coming in, being hired, and being in need of training. So, um, so what is AWC doing to help with this situation? AWC is doing a couple different things. Uh, The first thing that we're doing is we are strongly encouraging the legislature to raise the funding uh, from for 10 classes annually. There are 30 cadets per class. What we're doing this what we're asking for is for that base level of funding to go up to 19 classes that we believe will allow to uh, a reduction in the wait times for cadets trying to get into the classes. Um, In addition to asking for funding for the 19 classes, we're also asking for support for some legislation. There's House Bill 1253 and its companion, Senate Bill 5944. Those those bills would take the current statutory wait time of six months and reduce it to two months. And what that means is currently when a new cadet is hired, they can wait up to six months to receive a place in the basic law enforcement academy class and this would say that they couldn't wait any longer than two months. So we think the combined budget ask and legislation um, would help with the backlog and help with more timely training. Okay, so we're asking for uh, a budget amount, which should help cut down on that on those wait times. Is there anything in addition to a budget request that AWC is, is pursuing uh, to help with that, those wait times? Yes, we're asking for the support for the House Bill 1253 and the Senate Companion 5944. And what those bills will address is currently um, when a cadet is hired, they can wait up to six months to receive a place in the basic law enforcement academy class. The, uh, if, if either of these bills were to pass, it would reduce the wait time from the six months to the two months. So we feel that increasing the funding so that we have more classes to offer and then reducing the amount of time that a cadet could wait will also help with not only a backlog of officers waiting to be trained, but also can get some of our recruits out onto the streets earlier. Yeah, that so that sounds good. More classes and then cutting that wait time um, down to a third of what it currently is from six months to two months. That sounds like a win for cities, certainly. 
Um, so it's, it's great to hear what AWC is doing to pursue that legislation that you mentioned. What can our listeners do? What can cities do to help push this forward? I would ask for the, the folks listening to reach out to your legislators. Let them know um, what you know that you're supportive of the increase in the budget ask for the Criminal Justice Training Center, where it's two, it comes out to $2.3 million per year, so $4.6 million for the biennium. We don't think that that's too much to ask for an investment, not only in our law enforcement, but in public safety. I would also ask for folks to reach out to um, Representative Kloba, who is the sponsor of House Bill 1253, reach out to Senator Bailey, who is the sponsor of Senate Bill 5944 to reduce the wait times. Let them know that you're supportive and encourage them to um, have the bills heard and get through session. Uh, well, thank you very much for your time, Sharon. This has uh, been a good explanation of, of the situation of public safety and uh, criminal justice training here in Washington. So I thank you for your time. Thank you very much.